السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم A very difficult topic that we will be talking about today, my beloved listeners. I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that each and every one of you are in a good state of mind despite the challenges that we are facing on a daily basis. In fact, I should say on an hourly basis. Changes within our homes, within our communities, within our country, around the world. If by now, my beloved listeners, if there has not been any positive change in your life, in your thinking, something practical that has not been applied after learning the lessons from Gaza, then I ask you, my beloved listener, why, why, why? Now, more than ever, every Muslim person practicing Muslim person, child, adult, needs to hold on to your deen now more than ever. So first and foremost, the show is a reminder for me first and then to our beloved listeners and to assist me in this discussion for these reminders for all of us. Alhamdulillah, Iskari Ziyad Patel. A gentleman who needs no introduction. A humanitarian, as we all know, Qari, alhamdulillah. Somebody who travels the globe, who sees what is happening. Somebody who always lends his heart, always willing to assist others for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And today, despite his busy schedule in doing all the amazing things that he does in educating, empowering, motivating, and inspiring everybody who has the pleasure to meet him and listen to him. Alhamdulillah, he's accepted my invitation to be here with me on Youth Talk on Radio Islam International. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Kahari Ziyad Patel, and how are you today? Wa'alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, my dear sister, and to all the listeners of Radio Islam International. Alhamdulillah, we are well, and thank you so much for allowing me to share the platform with you on a very, very important topic, and of course, yes, with regards to our youth. That is an absolute pleasure, but you know, like we said, we need these reminders for ourselves first. And, you know, as adults, we, we know this, we know this, that parents are the first maktab for their children and will always be their child's teacher up until the time parents' eyes close. And we forget sometimes of the challenges that our youth are facing. Us as adults are, are trying to comprehend the changes around us and we are having difficulty doing this. And yet our youth, children from as young as two, three, four, five, uh, are experiencing things that I thought I will, will only happen once I'm not in this dunya anymore. You and I are fully aware of what I'm speaking about, the changes regarding, yeah. um, you know, the, the sort of new world order and, 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 and the LGBTQ and all these challenges that are coming about, children losing respect for adults, um, children now becoming so-called the bosses at the home, telling parents what to do. And there are so many things that you and I, when we were growing up, would never imagine that we would see in our lifetime. Hence, you know, our topic for today. So I want to ask you, please, my dear brother, we are witnessing so many evils around us and around the world. And this is shocking. 
and frightening for adults as well as for children. I can only imagine. What are your views on this? So first and foremost, I must be honest with you. Uh, I want to commend you for highlighting a very important uh, topic. And these are very important uh, discussions which need to happen in our communities. You know, uh, in yesteryears, uh, these kind of topics would be shied away from. But now we've come to a time when we need to openly discuss these topics. We need con to conscientize ourselves. We need to conscientize our youth. We need to educate one another with regards to these hurdles of life and these potholes of life, if I may call them. Uh, because this is yes. what is playing out, un unfortunately. And remember, as parents, what we sow is what we will reap. What we sow is what we will reap. So the values that you instill in your children, that is the value that they will carry throughout life. If you give them the best of akhlaq, the best of tarfib, and all the very goodness, then inshallah, your child will be protected, and you as a parent, you will be benefiting. But I mean. if you want to leave them uh, to do their own thing, and if you want to leave them uh, to be getting their values through devices and through social media and through Instagram updates and through the various uh, Instagrammers out there, the influencers out there, then what would you expect? I always say to people, if you instill the correct values in your child at a young age, then in your own age, that child will be a benefit to you. In fact, just a few days ago, I tweeted out, you know, you won't find, you, we will not, it's very rare to find children fighting to look after their parents, but they are very quick to fight over the inheritance of what they, they, their parents have left behind. So very, very important, it's a very important topic of discussion, uh, parents and youth, uh, there's a lot of biases around us. How do we navigate through all of this? How, how do we deal with all of this? And discussion, uh, education with regards to all of this is absolutely essential and of great uh, importance. Absolutely, brother. You know, I remember growing up, you were not, you didn't need to be told. You knew this from his young um you know from young it was you you knew that it was a practice you walk into a room you extend your hand as a child two hands and make salam to everybody whether you knew them or not somebody entered your home i didn't even need to look at my mother because i knew the big eyes were already looking at me give your guests you know you welcome your guests alhamdulillah you make salam to them let them sit for five or maybe ten minutes you don't ask can i get you something you you immediately bring something because these are your guests they brought barka in your home children knew how to speak to adults whether it was their grandparents uncles aunts it could be a stranger in a shop it could be anybody children knew their place they knew when to speak yes. they knew how to speak they would make salam these are the basics i mean when we think of salam right we know they are fatty hasana for saying assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and yet brother we are giving this away and we say to people um you know um i i can't do this i can't do that i can't do this um, 
um, you know, uh, um, they're so boring. This person's so old-fashioned. And and then later, when somebody wants to approach you and say, you know, I have a concern with your behavior or your child's behavior, we become defensive. Yet we know this child has an issue. How do we rectify it? And also, I'm going to ask you, brother. There are parents who are sitting around today, crying, crying, going to ulama, going to 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 whoever would give them a, an ear to say, my son doesn't bother about me, my daughter doesn't come to visit me, I don't see my grandchildren, my my family don't look at me, they don't even make salam with me, and 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 people would wonder that if you in all this your your lifetime could not create a change and impact on this adult now how are you expected for a stranger to do that so inshallah we need for today is to nip this all in the bud when children are small and also for parents for for family members to mimic the behavior that you expect children to to follow because it's one thing saying you must do this you must do that but you doing something else please share your thoughts on this I think it's a very important point which you are highlighting, and that is, you know, we as parents, what kind of a role model are we going to be to our children? You know, uh, children learn by seeing. They learn by what they see. And if they see an adult being rude, for example, to a domestic or to one of the workers, etc., that child grows up feeling that that is the norm. That child grows yes. up feeling that that is the norm. So we as role models, we need to ask ourselves the question, what is my akhlaq? What example am I setting for my children? And remember, uh, when a child is growing, as a child is being nurtured, he will imbibe and he will pick up all of these qualities and habits, what is presented to him. As we do know, when a child is born, that child comes into the world pure. It is the parents and those around him that will either lead, uh, lead that child astray or lead the child onto the, onto the correct path. So we as parents, we must ask ourselves the rhetorical question. What role model am I to my child? And again, my opening sentiments, my opening statement. What we read is what we will sow. So it all starts with us. It's very, very, very important for us to understand our roles and responsibilities as parents. It is very important. It is very easy for us to become a parent. But parenting is, a, is, is an art on its own. And it's a great, great responsibility. And subhanAllah, if we just look in our, in our deen, our deen provides all of these answers. And I always say to people, you know, it's very simple just to be a Muslim wherever you go. Whether you are in your home or out of your home, etc. Just be a Muslim and you will be the greatest ambassador of Islam. And you will be the greatest role model for your children. So again, alhamdulillah to all our parents out there. It starts with us, our mohol, our environment in our home, what, are we, what kind of environment are we bringing our children up? It's up to us what rules do we have in our home to make sure that our children are, are, are growing up with the correct values, they are on the correct path, on the ihtilas surat al-mustaqim. In my home, is there an Islamic culture? Or is it only around social media? Is it only with devices? We need to ask ourselves all these questions and see, and see where we fit in the equation. And if the equation is adding up, Alhamdulillah, if it's not adding up, we need to make sincere, drastic changes in our lifestyle, in our home, because ultimately we as parents, as we are growing our children up, it is what values we instill with them. I'll give an example. Many a times I see certain children, and I see this, I actually see it on many occasions, 
children, young children, sometimes three-year-olds, four-year-olds, being absolutely rude, being absolutely rude, using bureaucracy terms to the domestic and to the workers. And then when I yes. highlighted this to some of the parents, they said to me, what's the problem with it? What is the problem with it? So that child grows up thinking in, uh, that others are inferior, thinking that they have a, a, an edge over the domestics, over the workers. They have a right over them. They have a right to be ruled over them. And that's how the child grows. So it's a very important, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big circle. What we sow is what we'll reap. But very sadly, these parents do not know that in their old age, in their old age, these same, very same children wasn't be rude to them. So humble appeal to my brothers and sisters out there. For our parents, we have a great responsibility on our shoulders to instill the correct, the right, and the Islamic values into our children. Most definitely. So well said, brother. You know, this week, um, you know, somebody that I know on another group posted this very beautiful message and I asked her permission, can I please share this message? And she says, of course, um, baby Aisha, with pleasure, you, you know, you can share. She's also, a fair, in fact, she's a principal at one of the Muslim schools. And this was exactly what she um, had said. These days, many teenagers are given four C's, which are cell phones, computers, cash and cars, but lack the most important C, which is character. This was so true. It resonated with me on so many levels, being a former teacher and somebody who still works with children now. And you sit and think to yourself that, like we say, hold on to your dean now more than ever. What are you giving your children? Things that will benefit them only in their dunya, so they'll be chasing dunya, or things that will benefit their akhira. So once they chase akhira, this is what I'm saying, the dunya will chase them. What are your thoughts? Subhanallah, very important, and I like the analogy of the, uh, and the, the, of, the, of the four C's, mashallah, which is cell phones, computers, cash, and cars. And I think every, yes. not only our children, but sometimes even parents are even changing after this. That's the norm. That's yes. the norm in our community and our society. Everyone who you're speaking to, they are chasing after the dunya, after worldly affairs, cell phones, computers. You know, in fact, when I go into schools and we're doing motivational talks at schools, they ask the child in the, in the, young, in the young standards, in the, in the young uh, years, uh, what, what would you yes. like to become? A child will tell you, uh, I'd like to become a policeman or, or, a, or a paramedic or a fireman, and then you, you go to the senior grades and you ask some of the, the students and the learners in the senior grades, what would you, what, what would you like to become? And they'll tell you, no, I want to become a, an engineer or a doctor, and you ask them why. And then they give you the most shocking answer. They said, because I earn a lot of money. And then I sit back and I think to myself, uh, how, uh, how the dynamics change when you, uh, a child is in the younger grades, uh, the, the, the profession he wants to get involved in is service-orientated. You know, it's adding yes. value to other people's lives. It's being of a service to humanity. And then when you come into the, 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 the senior grades, it's about money. It's all about how much money I can make and which profession earns me the greatest amount of buck. That's what it's all about. So uh, I like the analogy which you're using. And of course, yes, the most important thing, you can have everything in the world. But if you, if you lack character, if you lack character, you have nothing. And I hope maybe some of the youth are listening to me right now because, you know, in the professional world out there, and in leadership, we learn a few things. Uh, it's about IQ and EQ. IQ is an intelligent quotient. 
you know, it's about how intelligent yeah. you are. And then you get each, which is the emotional quotient, your ability to connect with people, to relate with people, to understand people, how you deal with people. And in today's time, in the corporate world, in the corporate sector, they are after those individuals who have a very high level of EQ, emotional quotient. Not about intelligent yes. quotient. It's about emotional quotient. That is what they are after. So if you lack Absolutely. character, your future seems very, very bleak. It seems very bleak. So yes, as parents, we need to help develop good character in our children. And I like your opening statement. You say in our young days, when we walked into a room when there were people, we were taught you need to greet every single person. Unfortunately, nowadays, you walk into a room, there's a lot of youth in the room. Uh, if you get a salam or two, maybe you're lucky because most of them yes. will be glued to their devices, sadly. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you, you know, highlighted this very, very important factor because the truth and the reality is you could be somebody sitting right now with eight A's in your matric and you were happy that you're going to be, um, you know, going to university, you're doing some medical degree or, you you know, studying towards this, that, 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 whatever. But like you say, that emotional quotient, that emotional intelligence is what will take you far. You know, you could, there's, there's this very important comment, you know, that I have to make right now that you there's plenty of jobs available but if you have to sacrifice your morality your ethics your dean for their job then ultimately you are the loser because it will be short-lived if you have to backstab somebody betray someone be dishonest to gain material possessions then you're not going to enjoy it and that's what people forget and they don't realize that these good manners that you have your emotional intelligence like you're going to explain to us just now in detail you know um Kari's yard, that emotional intelligence comes from your behavior and your mannerisms your mannerisms come from your parents and the people who brought you up and that is also when we think about it where do you learn your manners certain things are common sense you and i would assume that you learn it when you are doing things together at home when you are following the sunnah of our beloved nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the way you speak to somebody whether they elder or younger than you the way you manage conflict the way you apologize when you make a mistake the way you control your anger the way you get your point across in a manner in when you know when there's an argument or difficulty when there's a win-win situation also when you have quran hadith sunnah to back up your statement or your you know whatever the reason why you are behaving in a certain manner you'll hear somebody saying yeah but why are you bringing islam into this the thing we have to ask ourselves is we are muslim you're bringing islam into this because this is part of who you are this is your deen i'm sure you've encountered many experiences like that where people are saying oh but now you're going holy moly and uh, why are you turning into a religious thing but we forget that our islam is a way of life what are your thoughts about this kari uh, so, subhanAllah, in, in my line of work and, you know, what, what we do, alhamdulillah, I have the opportunity. Uh, it's only through the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala and the barakah of Qur'an. We have an opportunity to travel to many places. We meet many communities, many people. Uh, we have uh, many engagements, alhamdulillah. You know, so I thank Allah Ta'ala for that. There's a lot of experiences and we, we see a lot of things and we witness a lot of things. And many times people feel, I mean, people honestly feel that we as ulama, we are too hard. You know, uh, we are too hard on the youth. We are too vocal uh, on the youth. But that's not what it is. Wallahi, that's not what it is. It's only, uh, we are only trying to express our care and concern 
for the youth. Because it's in these tender years, in these tender years, this is what makes you. The habits that you will develop now carries you throughout life. And if you want bad habits, you know, they say bad habits die hard. Bad habits yes. die hard. So, you know, subhanAllah, first and foremost, we are, we are Muslim. And that is what, that's a, it's a way of life. Islam is a way of life. It's the perfect way of life. You know, if we are looking for the best of character, we, we, we studied the, the seerah and the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa but indeed he was an embodiment of the best of everything. Subhanallah. So yes, parents out there, uh, you know, it's up to us to make sure that our children are growing up in an Islamic environment, in an Islamic, uh, within an Islamic ethos. This is where they need to be. This is the way they need to find themselves. And again, you know, uh, they say if you keep good company, You'll pick up good habits. You keep yes. that company, you'll pick up bad habits. So we as parents, I, it all starts with us. It all starts, and then again, uh, recently I had some interactions. I had some interactions. And some people find it very cute. They feel that they, when the children, uh, when the children are, are basically firing their mouths away, when the children are, are, are over speaking, when the children are back chatting, when the children are being rude, they find it to be very cute. They seem very cute. There's nothing cute about that. There's nothing cute about that. Absolutely. That goes against the teachings of Islam. Allahu Akbar Kabira. And one of them saying to you, this is becoming a norm in our society. Hence, these kind of discussions are very important. And again, to the young parents out there, to the young parents out there, I make a humble appeal to you. If your child is being rude, and if your child is saying those things which they're not to be, uh, to be, to be, to be saying, and if you think that it shows how intelligent they are and how bright they are and how sharp they are, then may you are going to be at a loss. Wallahi, at some point in time, that child will be back-checking you and he will then be rude to you. So don't think it's cute and don't think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a marvel. May it's not cute, it's not a marvel, it is absolutely wrong. 100%. Inshallah, Kari, after the air break, we will be continuing. I just want to leave our listeners with this one thing to ponder about. But please don't go away. Air break shortly, but just think about this. So I read something recently that also resonated with me on so many levels. They said It said that if you are a parent who continuously defends your, your children when they do wrong, when they are adults, you are going to be the parent who's going to need to pay for that lawyer to defend them when they commit a crime. Think about that. My beloved listeners, please don't go away. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'udhu billahi minash shaitani rajeem. Bismillahi rahmani rahim. My beloved listeners, today we are talking about adults and youth. Hold on to your deen. And shukar alhamdulillah, I am so honored that my guest today is Kari Ziyad Patel. And we're talking about experiences that we have encountered in our life, in our professions, in the work that we do, humanitarian work that we do. So what we are talking about today are realistic experiences and our concern, hence, for the future of our, of our youth. Also, 
bearing in mind, yes, it's the week, the Al-Aqsa week. We understand that. We understand the, the trials and tribulations that the children of Gaza are going through right now. What have we learned from there? What are the lessons that we as adults have learned? Are we teaching those lessons to our youth? Which brings me now to my next question to Kari Ziyad, that we understand Sometimes parents will say, my children are already adults now, they married, they got children, what must I say? They don't listen to me. Or others will say, my four-year-old just doesn't listen to me, whatever. And my question for you, my answer is, are you the parent? And you will always be the parent till your eyes close. So inshallah now, you know, for the second half of the show, you know, we, we have suggestions that we're going to share. In fact, you're going to be sharing inshallah with our listeners on parents taking back that responsibility of nurturing your child irrespective of their age and the best way of doing that is by example so another very important part that i want to highlight um Kari Ziyad, is when it comes to dini knowledge it is not the job of only the maktab the madrasa the ulama the masjid the alims the talim groups it comes from home from the time a child is in um, the mother's womb when the child is born your two teachers for life especially for the akhira are your parents so once we understand that correctly we are able to appreciate everyone else that will come in into the child's life that will teach them about deen inshallah can you please elaborate further so yes, I know, I mean, we've been taught this our entire life, but the first madrasa, the first madrasa is the lap of the mother. And many times, uh, sometimes when we are teaching students, you know, uh, parents feel that it's up to the ustad to be teaching them just basic, basic courtesy, basic human values. And you cannot accept, expect an ustad who may be spending about three to four hours with your child out of 24 hours in a day, you know, to be instilling the most crucial, important uh, values that he will take through across the, through his entire life. That's why the, the, the saying is, the first madrasa is the lap of the mother. The first madrasa is a child's home. So I always advise parents, I always advise parents, don't expect the teacher or don't expect the ustad to do the... the the entire job. This is these these tasks need to be shared between teacher and parents. Teachers, yes, uh, can um, reprimand the students. They can educate them. They can teach them. They can advise them. They can inspire them. But furthermore, the one who has the greater responsibility, the greater responsibility, are the parents. And again, we as parents. We must always understand that these children have been given to us as an amana. It is up to us what values, what qualities, what character we develop within our children. And some parents may say, oh, well, you know what, uh, I tried and I failed. I tried and I failed. Then I will tell you this. Did you make dua for your child? Did you make dua? Yes. In fact, I spoke about this yesterday in a public engagement. Uh, I met yes. a very pious person recently, and I asked this pious person that there are so many challenges afflicting our youth currently. How do we navigate out of this? What is the solution to this? And this pious person, he looked down for a while, he lifted his head, and he said to me, the last arrow in the quiver 
is the dua of the mother. In today's times, in today's zamana, where there are so many complexities, it is only the dua and the prayer of a mother that can save the child. Subhanallah. <laughs> we as parents, are we making dua for our children? We as parents, are we playing our role in helping to educate, helping to nurture, helping to tell our children where they go wrong? How are we doing this? We need to ask ourselves some hard questions. Are we doing what we need to do? We cannot expect the Ustad alone to be trying to, 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 to nurture the child, educate the child, and help the child. The first madrasa yes. is the lap of the mother. And I will tell you this, the fathers are out there. The fathers are out there. You also play a very important role. You want your child to pray salah? Do you think your child is going to pray salah if you are not playing salah as a father? The chances are very, very, very slim. You as a father, if you are not going for Salat al-Fajr, do you think that your child will go for Salat al-Fajr? No, it's not going to happen. What the example that you set, that will become the norm within your children. So again, I'm stressing on this point. The parents, your, 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 the first madrasa is the home. The first school is the home. The first training center is the home. The first leadership academy is the home. Thereafter, you can you can send your child to this to this academy, to this teacher, uh, to for, for this course, you know, to develop to, de- to develop himself. But primarily, primarily, and I'm stressing this, primarily, you are the as, as, as the parents. You need to reprimand your child. You need to guide your child. You need to inspire your child. You need to motivate your child. It's up to you. It's up to you how you're going to develop the child. And trust me, if you put your mind and heart to it. If you put your mind and heart to it, you will instill the best values in a child and you'll see, subhanAllah, whatever it may be, that child will develop into a beautiful, beautiful Muslim or Muslimah, into a beautiful soul, and he will add value to communities across the world, inshallah. Ameen, Ameen, Allahumma Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Kari, another very important point I'd like for you to please elaborate on. You know, um, lots of questions going on um, around the world, you know, in various communities. And within our own communities, you know, there are children that um, go to, to, to public schools. There are children that may be, you know, involved in sporting activities and community activities and, you know, extramural activities with children from other faiths. And there are questions, you know, young children are innocent. They ask, I'm seeing this on you know on television or basically uh, on the news i'm seeing this on social media what is happening tell me about your religion so our muslim children interact with other children from other faiths and also when it comes to questions relating to our deen um sometimes it's it's worrying that our youth can't interact they don't know how to communicate so if we can please encourage our youth that are listening out there that when you your friends ask you what is why um is this fighting happening what's going on in palestine what's going on in um syria what's going on in lebanon um please tell us more it's important for our our children like we say we, we, we make this dua when a baby is born may he or she be the flag bearer of islam these engagements need to take place how can parents um motivate their children and teach them on, on, on talking about their dean and answering these questions. And for the youth that are listening, what would be the best approach to speak to their friends from different faiths and enable them to understand, but obviously doing so with kindness, as Nabi Muhammad Wasallam taught us. You know, Sister Aisha, 
uh, you know, I don't want to be sounding like a, a, somebody who's being very pessimistic, you know, but I mean, we got to call a spade a spade. Uh, families, when families come together and they're having a deal, what discussions are they having on that supper table or on that lunch table? Is it uh, us talking about uh, what others have, uh, what other worldly gains others have achieved, or is it some kind of gossip? Or are we having some wholesome discussion, wholesome discussion of current affairs, uh, challenges which are facing the Ummah, for now, for now, as we see what is playing out in Gaza, in Palestine, are we having wholesome uh, discussions, you know, discussions which will carry certain values? Because that is the time when we can educate our children, that is the time when we can advise our children how they will carry this message across to their peers, to their friends, etc. And you know, I must be honest with you, knowledge is power. Knowledge yeah. is power. If we, we cannot expect our children to talk about Islam or to talk about a situation or to talk about a conflict or to talk about how we are being oppressed and victimized if we don't have knowledge about the entire issue, if we don't know the, the finer details and the, the, the broader details of the conflict at hand. I give you an assignment. Let us go out there and let us ask 10 of our youth to give us the deeper insight onto the, on the, on the Palestinian uh, conflict. The deeper insight. Mm. And you'll be shocked. They may be able to tell you a thing or two, but they will not be able to give you the extra finer details onto the issue. And that is sometimes where we lack. So again, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. And then to our beloved children out there, our beloved children, if you're listening to me, when we go to school, when we, are, we are dealing with different people from different faiths. So tolerance is very important. Tolerance is very yes. important. I asked a person recently, why did you become a Muslim? I asked this person, why did you become a Muslim? What intrigued you to Islam? And you'll be shocked what he told me. He told me it was the character of my fellow worker. It was when oh. I was my fellow worker, it was the character that attracted me to Islam. It was nothing else but how this person was as a Muslim. As, as a Muslim. So many people just looking at how we are, how we speak, how we articulate ourselves, how we carry ourselves out, how we deal with people, how we talk to people, how we talk to our teachers, etc. This already is a great form of da'wah. It is a great form of da'wah. Sometimes you don't need to speak to give da'wah. Just your character, just how you are as a person is the greatest form of da'wah. It is the greatest form of da'wah. And so many people have come to Islam, have come to the correct uh, path where they have seen how we are and how we are as Muslims. And again, Islam is a way of life. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us every single aspect about life. How we talk, how we... How, how, every, look at the sunnah. Subhanallah, the, the beauty of sunnah is only barakah, blessings and beauty in the sunnah. So if we just carry ourselves out as Muslims, that alone will be a strong form of da'wah. And of course, yes, how we talk to people, how we articulate to them, how we advise them, how we tell them about our religion. Remember, when we go into the public space, whether it may be a school or otherwise, uh, not everyone is on the same page as us. So we've got to be very intelligent as to how we come across. And we've got to be very, very, very articulate and good in the way that we come across. We want to attract people to the religion of Islam, to the deen of Islam, to the correct right path. We don't want to chase people away. Let it not be that tomorrow somebody says, we don't want to be like these, these boys or these girls, you know, who are only parting away, who are only wasting their lives out. 
May Allah protect us and protect our youth. Amin. Amin, amin. Allahumma amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ari, if we think about the actions, like you say, you know, what are the discussions that we're having on, um, you know, on our dinner table? You know, um, also when adults get together, sometimes they keep the children aside. And my whole thing is, why? If I have to think of the way I was brought up, alhamdulillah, when, when, whenever we visited my grandmother um, or, you know, we would be together, like my, my parents, my siblings, my, my nephews, nieces, we would all be sitting together in the same lounge or on the same dining room table and we'd be talking. My father would be engaging with us. My mother would be with the grandchildren as well. We would all be together. So in that way, children are also taught, um, you know, how to interact with adults. Children are also taught about manners. Adults, um, uh, you know, acquaint themselves with the children's personalities and notice, you know, each one is obviously very special. So in those little innocent engagements, we don't realize there are so many hidden things that children are learning from you and you are learning from them, number one. Number two, like you say, the conversation that we have what are we what conversations are we having with our youth so if you can just maybe you know give us some examples like I'm, I'm thinking of right now you know like you said Sira take out you know discuss the Sira of our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it's now the month of Rajab speak about how are we preparing for Ramadan talk about what is happening in Palestine talk about you know um, bring the maktab at home talk about things here at home that your child will now go to the maktab and say to the ustad this is what i learned from my father and where did you learn this we saw it from quran we were talking about hadith so we underestimate how important this this communication is when families get together why is that can you please reinforce why the time when families are getting together is more than just the food and just the tea and just the biryani it's time to communicate and bond and, and nurture and build. Can you please elaborate? So the, the principle, yeah, the principle is very simple. The principle is very simple. Remember the statement which I'm going to make. If you are not talking to your children, then somebody else is. Let me just reiterate that. Let me stress on that statement. If you are not talking to your children, then somebody else is talking to your child. Remember that. Yes. And unfortunately, we found, you know, in our, Alhamdulillah, we have an opportunity to do a lot of counseling. And we found that many children, young girls at times, they've been brainwashed. They've been brainwashed by people on the other side of the keyboard. You've given your, yes. child, your, your child a device. He's connected to the entire world. He's connected to, to, to literally anyone on earth. Do you really know who your child is talking to? And we found at many times, so many young girls have been brainwashed. Hence, I make a humble appeal again to our, our parents out there. Talk to our children. Communication is very important. Communication is key. Give attention to our children. And the discussion that we're going to have, it should not be baseless, futile, irrelevant, insignificant discussion. Let it be wholesome discussions. Talk about current affairs. Wallahi, it's so sad. It's so sad. Many times we find parents, they're on the table and the father and mother end up gossiping in front of those children, in front of the children. What is the result of mm. that? Those children end up hating their uncles and aunties. They end up hating their cousins. And in that way, generations to come are disunited. Gen generations yes. to come are damaged. There is no interaction. Family relations are being damaged for generations. Why? Because father and mother, in front of their children, they end up gossiping about others. They end up uh, turning others down, you know, running people over. 
And these are the discussions which parents have before the children. Remember, our, the, the hearts of our children and the minds of our children are like a sponge. They absorb whatever comes to their senses. So if you're going to discuss irrelevant, futile, baseless, insignificant discussion before them, that is what they have to really absorb. But if mother yes. and father, if we can even perhaps speak a little bit about the life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or speak about one Sahabi and the, the contributions that have made Islam, and even if you speak about some of the young Sahaba or the young leaders of Islam who contributed towards Islam, that is going to inspire the child. That is going to inspire and motivate the child to walk down the same route. May Allah do the grant us understanding. And you know, uh, yesterday I was speaking at, at a nikah ceremony, and I was saying that, you know, uh, nikah uh, marriage uh, is a very important uh, institution of life. You know, our entire life is invested in, the, in, in that marriage. But do we go out and study? Do we go out and learn what is the roles and responsibilities of a husband and wife? What is yes. needed for me in, in, in the marriage, etc. Similarly. Similarly, to those people that have become parents or those people intending to become parents, have we studied what is my role and responsibility when I get a child? Or is it just such, I get a child and then you just go with the motions of life and you expect that your star, you expect the teacher to, to develop a child? No. As a parent, you have a great responsibility. So I make a humble appeal. Sometimes we as parents go back, learn what is required from me as a parent in bringing up a child. Yes, definitely. So well said, brother. My my last question to you today before we round off, inshallah. Please, please share your message to our youth that are listening into the show today about protecting and modeling your Muslim identity. Because sadly, sometimes you see youth forgetting it. You know, when it'll be time for Salah and they were friends from different religions and it's ignored. When discussions come, oh no, that's not cool and that's so this, that's so this. How do we protect and maintain our Islamic identity? You can share your closing so, comment on I, this, please. So what we need to understand is life is very short. Life is very short. The current dynamics in South Africa uh, teaches us, and this is a uh, stares in our, in our faces every single day that life is so short and many a times we will find that statistics tell us that in South Africa more, youth, more people below the age of 50 more people or more youth below the age of 50 are dying in this country so to the youth out there we grow I and mean, we must understand that we have no guarantee of seeing the next day or the next week or the next year. Life is very short. And whatever time that we have been blessed with, we need to use it constructively. Go out into the world and you'll first find certain nations. Certain nations, they begin to develop their children at a very young age. And those children at a young age, they then start to add value to their communities, to their societies, and to their countries. They don't wait till a later age in life to get onto their own feet and to start doing things for themselves and to start contributing towards, towards community, towards humanity and towards society. So that's my point. Life is very short, time is very limited. So we need to act responsible from now immediately. We need to make the best of our time immediately. We need to develop the best of qualities immediately. We need to solve ourselves, fix ourselves, to become better human beings immediately. 
There is no time to say that we will develop ourselves in the future. We stop development immediately. This is where it starts. Life is too short. Life is very, very short. So really to make that change, to improve ourselves, better ourselves, we need to start today immediately. You know, psychologists say to us that if you do not heed advice, and you do not practice that, that advice within the first 48 hours, then the chances that you're practicing that, that advice or heeding advice after the 48 hours is very, very slim. So hence, I make yeah. a humble appeal to all the parents out there, to our youth out there, uh, whatever we have discussed here, we are speaking to ourselves as well. You know, we will heed this advices, and we will make a positive change today in our lives, inshallah. We will start today. Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah, we have many classes, we have many ulama, who has spoken in depth on, on, the, on, on this topic. So we're going to start today. We're going to make that change today. We're going to make an Islamic mahal, an Islamic environment in our, my home today. Uh, we're going to be the best role model for our, our children today. Our children, they too are going to play their role, realizing that time is short, life is short, that they're going to de- develop themselves immediately. They're going to also start to improve themselves immediately. They're going to also start to become the best of ambassadors the best of ambassadors of our religion of our Islam. Remember, our deen of Islam, we need the next generation to carry the flag of Islam. Who are going to carry the yes. flag of Islam when those hands are weak? Who are going to carry the flag of Islam when those hands are weak? So we need to strengthen those yes. hands today. How are we going to strengthen those hands today? By becoming the best Muslim, by imbibing the sunnah of Rasulullah by developing our character, by developing our emotional quotient, our EQ, by developing how we're going to interact with people by developing our, our, our responsibility and our responsibilities within our communities. And that's my message for our youth and our parents today. May Allah guide us. May He give us the tawfiq to, 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 to improve ourselves and to develop ourselves in the best manner possible and to become the best ummatis of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Ameen. 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 To your heartfelt duas, brother. Jazakallah khairan once again for availing yourself, for accepting my invitation to come with um, you know, with me on this discussion here on News Talk. Inshallah, many more to come in the future. May Allah reward you and accept from you. And please remember us in your duas as well. Inshallah. Jazakallah khairan kariziyat patel. My beloved listeners, we've come to the end of today's show. Again, like I said, Amin, Amin, Allahumma Amin. Do Brother Kari Ziyad Patel's duas. Let us make this a reality for ourselves. Because if you have to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right now, what would you say? Inshallah, we will be returning on the airwaves of Youth Talk on Radio Islam International next week, Saturday. Kindly remember me, Bibi Aisha Lahir, and everyone here at Radio Islam International in your duas. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.